Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Hey everyone, Jordan here with the Startup to Scale podcast and excited for today's conversation talking about sustainable packaging design and uh, the circular economy for the CPG industry. As a lot of you know, CPG is one of the most wasteful industries when it comes to packaging with most products sold in single-use bags, pouches, and boxes. And even when things are like multi-serving, they're like two or three, so they quickly get thrown in the garbage. Um, and you know, fortunately, a lot of the packaging is not recyclable. Um, and even the ones that are often just get discarded. Compostability is kind of a thing coming about, but that's still really challenging a, a far away um, time frame away before that becomes uh, commonplace. So today I really want to t- discuss the future of sustainability and creating that circular economy. And for this conversation, I've invited on uh, Mike Newman, who is the CEO of Returnity, and Alex Torrey, who is the CEO of The Rounds. Welcome, guys. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, thanks. So maybe we'll start with Mike. I'd love for you to just give a quick 20-second overview of what Returnity is. Returnity really is helping brands and retailers switch to reusable shipping and delivery packaging, both by designing custom bags and boxes that are they're purpose-built for the job, but then also assisting it in the systems component of allowing them to stay in circulation at a very high level and a low cost, which ultimately is the, is the key to the switch to reuse. So that's Returnity. I love that. And Alex, how about the rounds? Yeah, thanks for thanks for having us, Jordan. The rounds is the easiest way to get the stuff that you use every day delivered to your door without any packaging waste. I love that. And so walk me through kind of what happens with with your your business around that, like customers order, um, pantry goods and kind of staples, um, and then your team like bikes or delivers them to, to the customer's doors, right? Yeah, you, you kicked us off by talking about the, the problem with packaging for these uh, consumer essential products. Um, and you were, you were talking about it, the, the packaging at the store, but the, the fact is that it's not just the packaging at the store. It's in, you know, oftentimes the packaging that you're using to get this stuff delivered to you because so many of us are, are you know, have turned to, to delivery options and, and, uh, we have seen in the last few years with with COVID really accelerating this this multi year migration to delivery um, even more so, and so the the problem has become uh, that much more important to solve now. And so the way that the rounds works is that we are uh, solving the uh, the problem at two different ends, and the the first side is from the the user experience. So. All of our users, we, we call them members, because you'll you you become a member of the round and you pay a monthly membership to for the rounds to be able to use our psychic home manager to manage all of the inventory for the the boring but essential products in your home. And part of that service is that we make uh, scheduled weekly deliveries to you and your neighbors on the same day every week. Uh, we drop off uh, a fresh bundle of all of the essential products that you need. We pick pick up any of your empty containers because everything that that uh, we drop off is in a, in a reusable packaging. We bring those containers back. 
we're able to then, you know, put those back into our supply chain and do a, a closed loop uh, zero waste option for you to, to get those, those pieces. So it's not only creating a better experience for the user, but it's also on the actual distribution, like the actual last mile logistics network uh, that we are building a, a two-way last mile which means that we can do the drop-off and the pickup uh, to then deliver the, the zero waste option to our members. Yeah, I think that's really exciting. And it's kind of a um, combination of the, the bulk bins that you often see at grocery stores are highly underutilized and having the convenience of those items delivered to, to door. Um, so I know you guys are, are, are growing. You're in multiple cities now as you're kind of getting started. Um, or are you in multiple cities or what's kind of the size of, of your company now? Yeah, the rounds is is now available in four markets in Philadelphia, in DC, Miami, and Atlanta. Um, so we've grown grown quickly and are now um, really excited to continue to uh, to expand within those those four cities. And Mike, at the rounds, you guys are working with some large partners as well, right? Like including Walmart, New Balance, um, Electrolux for for packaging. Um, how are those partnerships going? Yeah, I mean, I think we've uh, we've come a long way in five years. Um, we started out really as a product company. We thought we could just make reusable packaging, and that was cool. And you know, success. Uh, and what we found is that you know companies weren't going to buy it unless it made sense operationally, economically, and that meant really understanding systems and where systems make sense for reuse and purpose building systems for reuse. Um, making the packaging. It's tricky, but it turns out to be, in some respects, the easiest part of the job. So uh, over five years, I think we had to come a long way. We figured out models where it makes sense, you know, first in fashion rental. So for clients like Red the Runway and others, um, that's a pretty clear use model or it's out and back. Um, then we started to grow through internal logistics, a lot of warehouse to store shipping. It's, it's been a really effective use for reusables. And then in, in food and grocery, um, as evidenced by the rounds, like there's so much energy and tension and innovation there coupled with regulatory pressure and consumer expectations. So like that's been a really important cocktail, I think, for us as well. So, um, yeah, we've grown uh, this year. We'll grow about 5x over last year. I think we're delivering enough packaging this summer and fall to displace over 20 million single use bag and box uses. So, um, yeah, the market's the market's coming fast and uh, it's a really fun, fun place to be able to, to work. I love that. And talk about your partnership um, with the rounds and, and how your packaging is being used to facilitate those deliveries. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, ultimately, I, I sort of spoke to how the bags or the boxes sort of come last. Um, and our view on, in on that is like the innovation really is in the system and, and in how goods are moving between customers. And then we want to sort of bring in the right bag or box for the job at the end. And our view in is that we're displacing single use delivery and shipping packaging, which is generally like really simple and really cheap and really dumb uh, in sort of a good way, right? Like, so like, you know, we have a million gross reusable grocery bag. We're used to using cardboard, which is just a cheap, easy box. And so our view in on reuse is like, we need to be able to make that happen for our client that's equally simple and equally cheap and e equally uh, sort of plug and play. And so we're always thinking of that and how we collaborate. So for the rounds, you know, I think it's that same thing. Like, how can we deliver reusable bags that are purpose-built to meet their requirements, but at a really low cost because they got they have to be, so that they can be cleaned and repositioned um, as efficiently as possible and just work. And a lot of the bells and whistles that I think the sort of reusable packaging market has tried to kind of 
build around, we think kind of work at the at odds with the reality of what packaging needs to be, which is just work and work low cost, because that's what the market is today. So for the rounds, it was helping, you know, again, on the delivery side, just how can we make bags that are that are made for them? They can be cleaned efficiently, coordinating all of that and um, just being behind the scenes and like letting them do their magic, which is the more, you know, in some respects, the more innovative and exciting part of the, the equation. We feel like if we're doing our job, they just got bags that work and they don't have they can focus on the things that, that they're really um, innovating in the market. And, and that's been our job. Yeah. You know, it's working when uh, none of the customers are complaining about it and they're all like, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> like you don't want to hear the you want, don't want to hear about the malls. You know, it's interesting. I was telling you guys before, uh, I think some of our listeners know, but my uh, first business was doing meal kit delivery in Chicago on a regional basis with a company, Chopbox. And we started off, you know, like at the very beginning when the plated and the home chefs of the world were just getting started um, and following a similar model of using a cardboard box with an insulated bag inside um, that was an inch thick or so with, you know, four or five ice packs in there to try to keep things at temperature. And it was a nightmare, just the amount of packaging that we were sending out in our customers while the individual pieces could be kind of broken down and recycled. They're just wasn't kind of this culture of that happening. I remember it was, we were small. I was doing a lot of the deliveries at the beginning and I would drop off the next box at the customer's house and see three or four boxes stacked up because they hadn't taken the time to, to recycle them. And eventually maybe they do, maybe they just kind of toss them out back, but even it became a reminder of the wastefulness in like sitting in their house. I think that was really a really a challenge. So I've kind of seen that firsthand, and we ended up moving to reusable kind of grocery totes um, to and making those kind of pick up and uh, return sides for the meal kits, which was a big game changer for them. But you know, it's been interesting. Um, you know, Alex, I'd be curious to hear your perspective, like as you've been working and kind of getting this out to more households. What's been the kind of feedback on? on these kind of bulk shipments or reusable packaging and kind of this the sustainability mindset from your customers. Yeah, I think the the overwhelming feedback is that you know this idea of box guilt, it's it's real. And it's no longer just something that a fringe part of the the market or the population thinks about. It's it's mainstream. Modern consumers are looking for sustainable alternatives. So one of the coolest things for us is getting to work with with Mike and his team on on how we can make this uh, as easy as possible. Our, our mission at the rounds is to make everyday sustainable choices effortless. And the way that we talk about it internally is this idea of, you know, we're putting the broccoli in the ice cream, right? So the broccoli is the sustainability, the ice cream is the convenience, and how can we make the thing that is easier for you also be more sustainable for the planet? Because that's how we'll get to the to the biggest impact. And, and that's where it's really exciting to see the the ecosystem grow. You talk about your experience in, in Chicago uh, many years ago and how long, you know, how far we've come now um, to be able to offer more and more solutions, more and more innovative options. And it's it's still early, early days. There's so much more that we're going to be able to do uh, from a, a circular economy, from a closed loop uh, economy point of view. And, and I think, you know, both with what Returnity is doing and with uh, the work that you know, the team here at the rounds is doing, we're, we're really excited about that future. And we're, we're excited to be able to continue to make the sustainable option be more and more convenient. I'm curious to hear um, both of your perspectives, because 
in a lot of surveys and benchmark research that I found talking to consumers, sustainability is not the number one or even two uh, reasons for purchasing products. You know, their taste, convenience, all these other things. But, you know, they'll say it's important, but a lot of times many, you know, the overwhelming amount of consumers aren't using it as a kind of primary decision factor. Has that kind of play into um, your models as you think about integrating sustainability into your business? Yeah, so I think it's a, um, I, I think it's changing, number one. And I do think that sustainability matters more and more. And I think it's this, idea that sustainability equals expensive or sustainability equals inconvenient, that that's changing. And I think as that, as that changes, you, you will continue to see uh, consumers prioritize sustainability more and more. But still, convenience is convenience. Convenience is king. And how can we, again, how can we put the broccoli in the ice cream and make the sustainable thing more convenient for you? What we see is that our members come for sustainability, but they stay for convenience. So what, uh, what draws them to the service, like, you know what, like, I am tired. I've been breaking down too many boxes. I've had to, you know, jump on my recycling bin one too many times to try and you know, squish all the, the plastic jugs of laundry detergent. Uh, I'm, I'm tired. I, I want a sustainable alternative to, to my current way of getting for us the, the boring but essential products in your home. They come in and then they, they stay because of how convenient it is. So I think there's this, like, you'll buy this sustainable option once you'll do the, the good, the good thing, the right thing. Uh, but then you'll either find a better value. You'll find a more convenient alternative. And so you, you slip away. It's normal behavior. It's, it's rational behavior. And so what we're trying to build and, and again, it's with partners like Trinity that we're able to make the progress that we have made. It's saying, okay, join us because we do get you on that zero waste journey faster and we can do it much more easy uh, in an easier way than you thought previously. But then the reason why you stick around and the reason why you become a, a diehard The Rounds member is because of how convenient and how easy and how much we do to take the mental load of you managing hundreds of the inventory for hundreds of products in your head. Uh, we instead are able to say, hey, we're building some cool technology uh, to get to do that for you. And Mike, I know the um, technology around returning and the packaging is kind of a a perfect fit for what's going on at the rounds because like your business model, Alex, is like built around sustainability at the core and reusability. So you can build in that into your pricing, into your model, into delivery. Um, Mike, I'm kind of curious as you're working with companies where that's not their primary um, business model, like how are those companies receiving it when saving a penny or five cent is actually more important than some of these other goals because they're working at such larger scale? Where are you seeing the feedback on that side? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the what's great about the rounds is that they are um, they're speaking to the audience that is ready and is and is voting with their feet, which is really critical. And I think where where sort of traditional retailers have fallen down on circularity initiatives is to try and just sort of like throw it in at the end and just sort of hope that that the consumers who are so accustomed to experiencing one model with that retailer and they know what that means, and then all of a sudden there's this like alternative and inevitably like people don't follow through on it or they don't understand it or the spouse received the package and threw it in the garbage because they didn't know like all those little details that are very real and meaningful when you're just trying to like lop it on at the end i think the evidence is pretty clear it's it's just not scalable it's not effective 
Um, and so now you have to kind of come back around and say, well, what, what does it take to make reuse and circularity effective? And it needs to be purpose-built. It needs to be, you know, it needs to be straightforward. It needs to be aligned to a specific customer group that um, understands what they're signing up for. And then, as Alex said, I mean, then they love it. So when we work with retailers, if they come to us and say, hey, we want to switch to reusables for our e-commerce shipping, because our, you know, our CEO said we're, we're going 100% reuse or something like that, and I've got to figure out how to do it. We'll tell them no, because we know it doesn't work. Like it's too expensive in that application. They won't get the packaging back enough. It just doesn't work in that context, despite all the trends. Like you have to be purposeful. So with Estee Lauder, we're working with their refill subscription program because like that's aligned to a behavior and a customer group that's ready for reuse. If somebody just once a year goes and buys shampoo from Estee Lauder through their website, you're not going to get that packaging back enough to justify that change. And it's going to be too expensive anyways, because it's just attack on at the end. So it has to be lined up to real, real circular platforms. And what we say generally is like, we want clients, we want to help clients solve their easiest problems today from a packaging standpoint, not their hardest. So the instinct is like, here's my worst problem on packaging. So let's go and switch to reuse. It's a noble uh, sort of view in, but unfortunately it's sort of counter to the reality, which is like, you should find the easiest things to start with with reuse create success, create momentum and grow from that. And so for us, it, it's ultimately just saying no quite a bit um, as much as I, you know, as painful as that can be sometimes. Well, Mike, what is that low hanging fruit? Well, I think it's, it's, it's high touch. So like, that's what, you know, like the rounds, like this is food, right? You're eating it every day. <laughs> like you're engaging often. So you're able to start to create that education, to create that consistent pattern of behavior. So subscription refill, you know, in the beauty space, like that's why it's more effective there. So it's high frequency, it's high touch, high engagement um, or highly controllable. So like with the rounds, with their team, like they are engaging with their customers. They're able to bring the packaging back. It's really powerful. If you're shipping something to somebody through UPS and then you're asking somebody at home to just remember to take it to the store or the drop off point because please and thank you, like a lot of people will, but in reuse, you need like 90% of people to do it or 95%. That's very difficult to do for the general public who are not accustomed to this behavior today. So I think it's those sort of high engagement, high frequency applications that are best aligned to reuse today. And it's going to expand, you know, for sure, like through regulation, through, through motivation, through customer, you know, through infrastructure development, like there's a lot of things happening that are going to keep opening up the market. But today um, it, you, you have to be really smart about what you're doing. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of curious because a lot of our delivery systems are built around, for the most part, like one-way delivery, right, from like a company to our home. Um, what do you think is needed to revamp our logistics systems to enable more of a, a two-way delivery? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, a full-stack solution, right? So I think the the world right now is optimizing for faster and faster one-way box-to-door delivery. And the innovation has come in in speed. You know, how fast can we get you that bag of flaming hot Cheetos at 3 a.m. You know, when when you're craving the pint of ice cream on a Friday night, and that has a use case, but it's actually the edge case. That's I think what we have seen in the space of of quick commerce is actually um, that is nice in a in a for very specific use cases, but for the majority of the time, it, there's there's a much better, much more convenient way that is much more economical and environmentally friendly than, than having to do a, a speed, you know, one way, uh, having to build out the, the one-way 
logistics that it's all that it, it is all about speed. And so at, for us, it has been the full stack approach means how can we make the entire system work better for the end user, work better for our members? And that's, I think, to, to Mike's point, our members are not just getting one thing every now and again from, from the rounds. They are signing up for the rounds to manage you know, these essential products in their home. They're hiring us to be the psychic home manager. That then gives us permission. And, and it's a, something that we take very seriously that we're called the rounds because we literally make the rounds in your neighborhood to you and your neighbors on the same day every week. And so there's this whole different approach to what, to what we do that people are like, oh, I'm just going to get that from the rounds. Oh, I'm just going to get this other thing from the rounds across household, personal care, pantry, local products. You, you see the, the basket that, that our members are building just grow and grow and grow over time because it's a, it's a full stack solution that's, that we have offered. And I think that's, that's our approach. That's how we think you will be able to, to really make the biggest impact is to, to make, you know, for us, again, we say, how do you make everyday sustainable choices effortless? And, and that's in, in building the, the entire system that we've been building. So I was kind of just wrapping up, where do you see the kind of future of sustainable kind of packaging and delivery? Like what's your vision in the next, even like 10 years, like where will we be? I think I think we're on the path, and I think what we will see is a continuation down this path of, you know, for example, the work that that we're doing with Returnity is being able to design a better reusable bag. You know, we're going through a process of designing our entire system of of packaging so that we have a, a standardized, uh, well-designed uh, system of reusable packaging that works great, looks great, is not designed to be used once and thrown away, or it's not designed to yell at you from a store shelf. It's actually designed to sit beautifully in your home, uh, to be reused, to last. And that's a that's a different design uh, approach. And so we're able to, to come up with a much better product. Uh, I think you will see more and more of, of that happening. I think you will see a lot of these essential products. For us, you know, we, we lovingly call it the boring stuff. It's the stuff that you are using, that I'm using, that Mike's using. It's the stuff that we're all using. Uh, that we all need, that we all don't want to run out of, but that none of us want to think about. None of us want to worry about. We have better things to do. Uh, we feel guilty about the way we're getting it or we're wasting time and wasting money. Um, and so there's a much better approach. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot more excitement and a lot more investments and you know many more companies being being built in this space. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited for it because I think we will we will come back together in 10 years. Uh, we'll have another conversation. I think we'll talk about how weird it was when we were, you know, getting stuff, getting a single use plastic bottle of hand soap inside of a box, inside of another box delivered to my door when I live in an apartment building with 500 neighbors and we're all doing the same thing. I think we'll be like, that was wait, that was crazy. Like, what were we thinking to, to think that that was a, a good, reasonable approach? Uh, and we'll forget. We'll forget when we had to manage, you know, our own inventory of do I have paper towels or toilet paper? Am I out of laundry detergent or dish soap? All of these things, you know, 10 years from now will be, will be distant memories. Uh, we'll be living in, in a much lower waste uh, cities and we'll be having a lot more time in our, in our lives to do what, what matters much more to us. Everything would just be there. I love it. And Mike, what's your vision for the next 10 years in sustain sustainability? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think Alex framed it really well. I mean, you think about how much change is happening right now, and no one knows exactly which tech is going to win out. I mean, drones and automated vehicles and lockers and no label, no return. And I mean, you know, it's sort of happening in real time. We don't even always recognize it. Um, I think all of it is aligning towards the the recognition that we, you know, we we have a climate crisis, we have an environmental crisis, we have to be thinking differently about how we consume products and, and what our footprint is on this planet. And, and a lot of this tech is going to continue to evolve, but that underlying need to move towards more, more sustainable uh, systems is only going to accelerate. And on top of that, I think, is this recognition that we're seeing now that we, it's not, you know, it's one size fits one. Like, you know, there's not going to be one winning app. There's not going to be one winning product. It's going to take nuance um, and as we are sort of coming to grips with that reality, I think you're starting to see solutions like the rounds win out that are really creating positive change. And, and so it's going to probably be a lot of a lot of things, not a lot of one thing. And that's for the best. So, you know, I think packaging and how we deliver and, and consume goods is going to keep evolving, but towards the better. And, um, and, and I'm excited for that. Very true. And looking forward to those features. Mike, Alex, thanks so much for being on today. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you.